0: back to another episode of She's Busy AF. I'm your host, Lauren Loretto. And today you get a special treat. You get a solo episode, which means I don't have a guest on today. And if you're new to the podcast and you're listening to this for the first time, welcome to She's Busy AF. This is a podcast where we are teaching a lot of things about marketing, about making marketing simple, about different things that you need to know in your business as a founder, as a marketer to better the business, grow the business, increase visibility, make your life easier, all of the above. So we're really an episode, an episode, (laughs) we're really a podcast for marketers and for brands. And yeah, like I said, it's been a minute since I've recorded a solo episode. The reason for that being busy, (laughs) but I've, I I've been very strategic about the guests that I do bring on. So I hope you've been enjoying those lately. I'm really excited to get back into the mix of things here. And going forward, we're looking at every other episode being a guest. And every other episode that's not a guest, I will be on dishing out some of the things that we're encountering as a business and some of the things that we keep getting asked questions about. And today's episode is really all around email marketing and the reason for that is we typically see when brands come to us, they may have it down when it comes to top of funnel marketing, meaning they know how to get in front of their audience or they're doing the right thing to get in front of their audience. But between that and conversion, there's there's sometimes this missing link. And email marketing, typically speaking, can be that incredible missing link between the visibility, so the awareness stage where someone becomes aware of you as a brand, and the purchase stage where they decide to purchase with you. So we're going to go all into how email marketing can really make or break sales and how leveraging it can increase your conversions and really help you out there. So first, I'm going to go into why email marketing as a service provider is a non-negotiable. And then we're going to go into the Recommended exact tactics that we've used at Brand Good Time to help b- brands brand scale through. Say brands like 12 times. The exact tactics we've used to help brand scale through email marketing. And then lastly, where I'm going to give you some examples of ways to continue to nurture and convert your list beyond what we're talking about, which is nurture sequences today. So again, this is definitely focused on service providers when it comes to B2B and, or well, if you're even, even if you're a service provider for consumers, but when it comes to service providing, email marketing looks way different. Uh, I, I like to explain it this way: Let's pretend you're a B two B service provider. Service providers in the B two B space need to spend a lot more time on education, um, less time on emotion, more statistic speaking, proof, that kind of thing. When you're marketing B two C, when you're marketing to a consumer they need way more repetition. They need way more in your face. Think about I just got a text message from Princess Polly. It's also Cyber Monday when I'm recording this. So I'm getting text messages from all sorts of brands, but it is incessant. You are getting text messages, emails. You're getting multiple emails a day. Think about Bed Bath & Beyond. If you are subscribed to a Bed Bath & Beyond email list, you're getting emails like every single day. And that's because they're pushing products and you are a consumer. So they want you, the consumer, to lean into a discount, a promotion, act quickly, act on the sale and purchase. So this episode is dedicated to service providers. It's dedicated to those of you who have that a longer sales runway to the purchase of your product and why someone should choose to purchase from you. Okay. So again, like I said, first, I'm going to explain why email marketing is a non-negotiable. Okay. I only have five reasons. I'll make this quick. (laughs) And this all really sets the stage for the tactics. So, all right, let's go. Number one, Let's talk about nurture sequences before we actually get into this. So, the the, the main thing I want to cover in this podcast today is that nurture sequences are one of my favorite ways to educate your audience and to decrease that sales runway. So, what is a nurture sequence? A nurture sequence is when someone gives you their email address. And we're going to talk about different ways that that can even happen, but let's just say they go to your website and they sign up to be on your newsletter. Let's just say that that's how they, they get to your email list. A nurture sequence is something that precedes that. So they get it for the first email, let's just say as an example. And that email says, thank you for joining the email list. Here's what you can expect by being on our list. By the way, go follow us in these other places too that's one that's like the first step in the nurture then let's say a couple days later they get another email and that email is about your company and a little bit about the company and why you know why you do what you do and then the next email could be a case study or and, and this is by no means giving a strategy but i'm just explaining here that the the cadence of a nurture sequence is that it's timed and it's not manual you are not manually sending these emails it all goes through your email provider you're setting them up through a sequence and you can highly segment based on how they interact with that email, but we're not going to go there today. We are just covering the basis of email sequences. So, by having a sequence like that, you're really allowing yourself to build and nurture relationships with your audience over time. So, remember how I said you drip that out. If you're delivering delivering valuable and relevant content or informational content, through emails, you can establish trust and credibility, which are really vital for converting those leads and customers. We've all heard it before, know, like, trust. They have to know you, like you, and trust you to purchase from you. And these emails can validate that on top of what they're seeing through your other marketing efforts. It also helps guide leaders through a customer journey. Having these nurture sequences allows you to get very, very, very specific about the information they're receiving and in what order they're receiving it. Think about social media. You're limited to what you can put out in a certain series of time and you also know that uh, you should know. <laughs> For example, on Instagram, I may see your post tomorrow but I may not see your post next week or the week after but then I might see it again. It just depends on how it's going to circulate back up into the forefront of my f- news feed. And so email marketing allows things to hit an inbox strategically especially if you're in this B2B service provider space like Email is the main communication channel between clients. And so they are going to be in their inbox. They are going to see that there's a sequential order happening here, as opposed to going to your Instagram and and binging things in order. Like that just doesn't, that way of Instagram has departed. There is no chronological feed anymore. So this really allows you to control that journey. And it can lead to higher conversion rates as they become more interested, informed, and engaged. And like I said, there's segmenting that can happen there. Like, let's say you have a link to an article in there and they click on that. You could start a whole other sequence based on what article they clicked because you could tell that they're interested in that, which is one way to like, I'm all about making marketing simple. That's one way to <laughs> not complicate it, but it's, it's a good thing. It's a good thing that you should definitely look into long term. But if you have no nurture sequences at all, I'm going to give you great starting points. So we'll get there. Okay. Okay the next is that not everyone who joins your email list or downloads something is ready to make an immediate purchase they're just not especially if 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 they're still testing the waters on if you're the right solution or if what you offer is the right solution not just you this is where you can really educate so nurture sequences really allow you to keep those leads nurtured and engaged over time keeping you top of mind until they are ready to commit and then with that too Let's say they're not the right lead. Like let's say they join your email list because they heard about you and they want to make sure that you're, you stay top of mind so they can learn more about you. But let's just say they're not the right fit. Like they'll find that out through these nurture sequences. And then this allows it to be more of a qualified lead when it does come to you as opposed to someone who just finds your profile on social, maybe likes and comments on a few of your posts and then DMs you. And then you go through this whole process of realizing that like, they're not qualified. Next is that having nurture sequences really allows you to automate the process of staying in touch with leads. So remember earlier I said that we're not talking about manual efforts here. This is like someone joins in your email list somehow some way and you can now engage with them over time and you've already got it all set up on the back end. You don't really have to do anything. It kind of does the work for you. Not saying it's set and forget. You always want to assess and see. Consider like those future segmentation things I was talking about. So like if someone clicks on a certain link, what are they going to get instead of what should be in the next sequence? And then ultimately, nurture sequences really do contribute to higher conversion rates because you're providing valuable information, you're addressing concerns, you're guiding prospects through the sales funnel, you really can increase the likelihood of turning those leads into paying customers. So this is why, these are all the reasons I think that as a service provider, you really, really, really want to leverage nurture sequences. So now I'm going to go into recommended tactics that we've used to help brands scale and hopefully give you some ideas. Number one lead magnet nurture. What is a lead magnet? A lead magnet is something that someone can download to help them on their journey to the problem that you solve, for example. That can be a case study, which I I don't always, I'm like contradicting myself here, I don't always recommend case studies be something that someone has to put their email in to see. Like, it's proof of work. Just give it to them. But let's say it's like a free download. Let's say it's your proprietary method And it's something you teach in a workshop or a course, but you can make it in a written format or you can peel out a piece of like a workshop that you've taught about it that really covers the main points of it to get your audience interested or to help them get to a quick win, okay? So for example, we have a client who is a creator coach, meaning she helps influencers, creators monetize their Instagram following. When we were auditing her processes and we were auditing her marketing and her nurture sequences, we realized that a typical creator coaches, typical, want to help you finesse your pitch and get you to reach out to more brands. This client of ours wants you to learn the basis and the basics of networking and network with brands. And so she calls that the anti-pitch method because you're not just cold pitching brands, you're nurturing them, opening up a conversation. And so that when you do pitch or you do offer an opportunity or you do try and get on a call to talk about an opportunity, it's not hitting them out of left field. And so I was like, this is your proprietary blend. This is your proprietary method. And I said, let's reframe this and turn this into a lead magnet. And a way because we, we recognize that through this method, there's a way that Brands could get or creators could get a quick win by implementing our method quickly. So that's kind of what I'm talking about. You want, like, the lead magnet should be something where they see a quick win or they're able to, you know, accomplish something in a short period of time. And that's going on a tangent about lead magnets, but really we're here for nurture sequences. So it has to be enticing, it can't be something that everyone else has done. But these are really great ways to get people on your email list and get them to download. So I always recommend a lead magnet for brands. Go to our website. Do we have one? No, not right now. So I'm not the greatest example, but our clients are. And this is what we help with. Okay. And next is a pre-sales call nurture. Okay. We use this. (laughs) So let's say someone books a sales call. If they book a sales call with us, it's usually within a one to two week time frame. So that gives us a couple days or sometimes a week to nurture them leading to the call. This has really helped us. I, we've never done a nurture sequence, pre, pre-sales call nurture sequence where someone has canceled the call. So that's good. Usually by the time people book calls with us, they are they are qualified. They understand what we do. But what this does do is eliminate a lot of... We, we like to keep our sales calls short and sweet, 20 minutes. So this eliminates a lot of questions that they might have about us as a business because we're able to kind of tell them, hey, you're the right fit if X, Y, Z. And then the next email is, you know, a little bit more about that service, details that may not be on the website, frequently asked questions, stuff like that. And then the final email is, hey, you know, if if we get to that third email, typically it's, hey, you know, our call is not till next week, but... Um, wanna if you want to talk sooner, like message us on Instagram or email us, right? Email us back here. We can't wait to meet you. And that's like we get to that third email if we know it's going to be like a week or two away from the sales call. And that way we're not like losing interest or let's say they're talking to other people, like if they decide not to go with us for whatever reason, like we haven't just let that sit. We've allowed like the communication to continue so that they still take the sales call. So that's been really helpful. And then a post-proposal send nurture, love this one. So if you send a proposal and you're worried about getting ghosted or if you're someone that gets ghosted, a post-proposal nurture can be really helpful and putting that on autopilot can also help too. So we kind of have a framework that we follow for, okay, here's the email and then if they've opened it but not responded two days later or whatever, we send another email that's like, hey, what questions do you have? Let's get on a call. Here's the link. And then we do a one, one to two more series of emails before we kind of say, okay, you know, like, last call here, files expiring XYZ, but we have a timeline we're working with there. And that allows brands to get back to us within a reasonable amount of time and sets that expectation. Like, hey, just let us know. Let us know. Like, listen, we're we're not here to like force you into a sale by any means, but just let us know. And it builds a lot of trust there too. So love those. Another nurture sequence example could be a welcome to the email list nurture. And I did kind of touch on this earlier. One thing I will recommend here is if you're someone who's listening to this, like, how do I get more people to my email list? If you're going to do a welcome to your email list nurture, don't just vaguely have an area on your website to sign up for the email list. We see this a lot. Like, get on our email list. Tell them why. What are they going to receive? Are they going to receive weekly tips? Are they going to receive weekly trends? Stuff like that weekly emails can be really great as a service provider brand. You have to nail down what is your secret sauce? What's going to make someone getting that email valuable to them? You have to think about that. You have to pull your audience. You have to test it and see what's working. So we're actually going to talk about that next. They're on the list. Now what? Okay. There's nothing wrong with the newsletter what is another email a week going to be good for their inbox? And so, like I said, this is where you want to stand out and get creative. Here's some really, I'm going to go through some really interesting tactics that we recommended and implemented for clients. And I promise you, you probably haven't heard of at least one of these. So, I'm excited to go through them. Okay. The first one is sequential emails based on the relevance of time. What does that mean? That was Chinese, right? (laughs) So, we have a client who is a pediatric physical therapist. She also works with moms and her company name is Mom and Me PT. We have not fully implemented this yet for her, but we did strategize it. And the concept is this. Okay, so her clients are moms and babies, let's just say babies, zero to 18 months or zero to two years. So there is a huge period of time that she can engage her customers and, and allow them to move through and purchase from her. Now, her services are that she works with moms for physical, physical therapy, pelvic floor, stuff like that, pre and postpartum. So prenatal and postpartum. She also works with babies when they're born and up to whatever, two years to make sure that they're development, developing correctly. And I know this because she worked with my baby. <laughs> so I know. I've seen it firsthand. So we're sitting and we're talking about this and we're like, what can we do that's not just your typical email list? Because how do you keep it relevant when there's a a factor of time here? And so we decided, what if we came up with a time bound way that they join the email list? So let's say they are newly pregnant and they're hearing from all their family and friends about make sure you do Kegels or whatever, make sure you do XYZ so that your pelvic floor is good or you don't prevent diastasis recti, which is, you know, there's all these things that can happen when you get pregnant um, or when you are pregnant. And so based on the t- period of time that this mother would be pregnant, she joins the email list and, and each month there's an email associated with that time frame of pregnancy. So I think one of the months was like, here are the items we recommend, the- but then it bleeds. Okay, so I'm getting excited here. But it bleeds into postpartum where you have the baby and now you're not just recovering yourself, but helping your baby development co- develop correctly. And so part of that nurture sequence that would happen between the baby um, being pregnant and the baby being born is, hey, here are the things that as a pediatric PT, I recommend you put on your registry because moms are usually planning their registry between let's say six and eight months, stuff like that. So we're able to really be strategic there. And then postpartum, so she's able to push her uh, prenatal and postpartum PT services to moms through this or educate them and then allow that to happen. But she's also able to push her her baby development course, which is for moms with babies to learn how to play with them to help them develop correctly. And so It's just a beautiful blend there. And I really love the idea of a sequential certain nurture sequence like that when you have, when you are a service provider, B2B or B2C, and there is something like time-bound. I could see also this working really well for startups. So hey, during this phase of your startup, you do XYZ. Love sequential emails. And MailChimp, if you're wondering, MailChimp is like one of the best. I don't love MailChimp for a lot of reasons, but they have a really good sequencing for this, for setting this up other email providers can be a little bit more difficult. All right, the next example is a weekly roundup of trends. And you could even charge for this. And let's just say that you're a social media manager and you help, let's just say you help clients, like, you know, you're a social media manager, you create content for clients. A way to get people, like, Nurtured to work with you long term and realizing they don't want to do this all on their own is a weekly roundup of trends. So you could say, okay, here's everything that's trending this week. Act on this now. This one has the most this this sound has the most engagement. Here's different ways you can use it. And you could even charge for something like that, totally. And then the next one is weekly situational mantras for parents. So if you're a parenting coach or you're some sort of coach, what are some situations that you can put in front of your ideal audience that you know they're dealing with? So one of our clients is a parenting coach. She has a mindful-ish approach to parenting. And so every week she puts out a mindful-ish mantra and explains what that mantra is and how to implement that in a situation with your child. Again, just another, like, another way that you can nurture beyond the nurture sequence. So once they get through a nurture sequence, they get into things like this, especially if they are just signing up for your email list. So if you are going, not on the flip side, if you're like, okay, those are all really complicated or, you know, let me think about those. But for now, I'll continue with just or I'll create just a weekly newsletter. If you're going the generic newsletter route, make it predictable and actionable. What do I mean by that? Our newsletter is a really great example. You can sign up using the link in our show notes. And that you can kind of just see the structure of how we do that. We get, we have a very good click-through rate on this. We get weekly engagements, weekly replies. And I know it's, it's working well for us right now, but it's predictable for our audience. So I think we're on our 11th or 12th, maybe 13th week of this, of doing this consistently. And here's the structure of ours. Again, go sign up for it. <laughs> go get on the list and you'll actually see this. It's it's. I think it's fun. The feedback we get is that it's super fun, so I hope you enjoy it too. But we start always with creamedilla content, which is a deep dive or a sneak preview of content that's hitting our social channels that week. That is part of our repurpose strategy. We're really, really big on having a repurpose strategy as a brand and just making sure content is sinking in in multiple different places across social, across email, across the podcast. And so creme de la content is a little bit more of a deep dive into what you might see on social uh, even though it's not that obvious, like it doesn't say that. It's not like this is what you're going to see on social this week. It's just a topic that we decide we're going to talk about that week across all of our channels and we do a bit more of a deep dive on it with actionable items in the newsletter. Then we have Mixologist Manifesto, which is a Q&A section where we answer a business question asked by the audience each week. This is probably my favorite section, so like go submit your questions. <laughs> tech Tea is our weekly favorite piece of tech that we use or that we have used to help make marketing easy and simple because tech is our friend <laughs> and then a podcast feature so we used to do a weekly email that just had the podcast and now I was like no no no, let's do more let's do more so we decided to lump it in with the good times newsletter and it's towards the bottom of the newsletter And it's just each week. It's every week's episode that we're featuring. And then the last piece of the email is our sales component. So it's truly toast worthy. And this is where we share a win for the week from our client base or as a company. And like I said, it's more of a sales tactic for us so that we can end with a CTA to work with us. That's like the very end of the newsletter is a button like see our services or, you know, whatever we're trying to push at the time. That's where that goes. But having a testimonial there allows to show the value of what we do. And we have seen conversions on that. So it's pretty great. (laughs) So go sign up for our newsletter. And overall, that was today's episode. So just to recap, I went through why email marketing as a service provider is a non-negotiable exact recommended tactics that we've used to help brand scale. And I gave you a couple examples of ways that you can continue to nurture and convert your list beyond the nurture sequence. I hope you found today's episode really helpful and valuable. And if you did, please share it on social and or <laughs> give us a couple stars or subscribe to the channel. I know there's a lot of calls to action there. Choose which one you want. If you can leave us a review, it really helps us get in front of other service providers, other businesses, just like your own. And obviously don't forget to sign up for the newsletter link in the show notes. We will see you next week on She's Busy AF.